Changing the name, it is now the Choso brought to you by the SwaveReport.com. As I mentioned earlier, I'm your host, Jonathan Goodall, and we are back. I wish, I really sincerely wish we were back with some spring football, but given the current health situation, that is not the case. But not to fret here if you are missing your Bronco fix, we, we are back. I have just finished an interview with a very big-time uh, fan of the podcast. That would be one UCO senior quarterback, soon-to-be senior athlete, Chandler Garrett. Uh, Chandler did take the, take the time tonight to talk, talk to me for about 20 minutes. I really do appreciate that. Uh, it was a very, very good interview, and we will get into that shortly. But before... That, as you know here, if you are new now, welcome. Uh, as we always do, we start off with other UCL sport happen. Uh, first, we want to start off here with a name that many OG listeners might have forgotten about. One, Darius Avery. If you recall, Darius Avery, uh, the Loyola Chicago transfer, uh, spent one year in the bronze and gold and was an absolute beast because he became just the sixth player in school history to average 20 and 10 in a single season when he averaged 22 points and almost 10 and a half rebounds during the 18-19 season, but was somehow only a all-second teamer I was makes no sense to me. I, I want to know what the criteria was because I don't know so how the man was 22 and almost 10 and a half and on the second team all conference. But then again, then again, uh, back in 2017, former UCO wide receiver 
JT Looper led every level of football in receiving yards and was also only a second team All-American. So, you know, I, again, I don't know what goes into that. But in any case, uh, Adairs Avery uh, was named second team All-Luxembourg this week. If you recall, Adairs Avery, uh, after his career ended, signed to play professionally overseas. Um, he averaged 23.1 points per game on 47.2% shooting in 17 games. Also hit 10 threes and made 105 free throws. So I want to give Adarius Avery there a shout out here. Good to see the Broncos uh, doing big, big things there. I believe Jake Hammond is the former center from Comanche. I believe he's also still playing in Mexico. So good to see Good to see former Broncos getting it done at the pro level. Also, there are current Broncos getting it done in the classroom because uh, quite a few athletes from various sports uh, made it to, made the all-conference honor roll uh, on the women's basketball team. We have Satoya Bryson, Lauren Chancellor, Brooke Rayner, Casey Richardson and McKenna Pullen. I do want to give a shout out there to the women's basketball team. 19 wins this year. Uh, a lot of freshmen. A lot of very, very, very good freshmen. So I think the future is bright for head coach Guy Hardiker and his, and his program. Then on the men's side, we have senior Cooper Clark, who along with uh, Brooke Renner had a 4.0s. So uh, I also want to give a shout out there to the men's basketball program and uh, and head coach Bob Hoffman. I know it was a, a rough year. Uh, I know there was a lot of turnovers, uh, you know, player player wise. And there were some some close losses there. I know that they, they were able to end the season strong. Uh, they sent the seniors out right with a very tough, hard fought win over Buster Kearney. I was at that game. Uh, and I think the future is bright here. I, I really like what I saw from them, uh, that the, the fight was there. I heard they have a freshman that they registered out of Norman North. And according to my man, James D. Jackson, the former editor-in-chief of the Vista, now with Daily Oklahoma, informed me he's an absolute beast. I, I saw where they, they signed a couple more players. So definitely looking forward to the future there of the men's program under head coach Bob Hoffman. Uh, then in other sports on the track and field side, you had Madeline Caldwell, Aaron Drewkey, Sammy Harp, Arizona hum Hummingbird, Luz Lugo Ponce, Sierra Munoz, Skylar Standokes, and Bailey Thomas that made the uh, all academic honor roll. Uh, then on the wrestling front, Dolph Abney, Christian Ariola, Anthony, and I'm hoping I'm saying his last name correct. This Vin A E Des Desvini, uh, Brick Filippo, Dayton Garrett, and Noah McQuig. Uh, so I want to give all those athletes there again much congratulations for getting it done again on and off the field. Now, turn our attention to the interview with, with Chandler Garrett. Again, I want to thank Chandler for coming on 
uh, was very open, and I, 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 I do appreciate that. This is our, this is our first one-on-one interview since uh, since we brought on O'Shea Harris shortly after he was named a second-team All-American way back at the end of the 2018 season. Now we kind of had a role that we had coach, we had a head coach Nick Bobek on, I think after like the fifth episode. And then we had our main Eli Hooks on uh, shortly before the Emporia State games was his senior day game. And then shortly after that, we had no D, uh, we had O'Shea on. And it has been quiet ever since, but we are now back. Uh, hopefully to uh, do more now that I have more time, now that everybody kind of has more time here. I'm trying to do a couple of more to round out the second season because... When things start returning back to normal here, it will be season three. Uh, and if again, if you are new here, uh, I'll talk more about it at the at the uh, at the end. But I, I encourage you all to look at the whole show show playlist that we have on Spotify and again soon on Apple Music and iTunes. But a little bit background here of Chandler Garrett. Chandler Garrett was a standout quarterback at Mustang. Was a two-star recruit according to rivals. Went to Wyoming, uh, redshirted, was a teammate of current Buffalo Bills quarterback Josh Allen, transferred home to Wyoming, then was stuck behind uh, program great Chaz Stallard. Uh, he was still used in the short yardage situation. Uh, and then his sophomore season was thrust into action after starter Keith Calhoun went down against, against Lindenwood would come in the game and throw two touchdowns and 105 yards to lead UCO to a 10-point win. Uh, and the following week against number four, Northwest Missouri State would make his first career start, throwing for 274 yards and leading UCO to a resounding win. Now, it was 28-3 after the third quarter, Missouri Southern, I mean, not Missouri Southern, Missouri State. Uh, tried to make a comeback there, but again, it was ill-fitted. Chandler Garrett with a great game there. And then this past season, uh, again, would take over after Keats and Will Collins both went down and lead a game-winning drive against against Washburn there for a very hard-fought road win. Uh, would then proceed to break a school record uh, against Missouri Southern in a 52-27 win setting the record for the most rushing yards in a game by a quarterback and also breaking Chastel's record for total offensive yards in a single game on the season. Uh, Chandler, Chandler was, the, was the leading passer with 700, 716 yards, eight touchdowns, two interceptions on 52.6% completion percentage was also the second leading rusher with 101 carries for 635 yards, nine touchdowns on 6.3 yards per carry. So without further ado, here's my one-on-one interview with UCO senior Chandler Garrett. I'm joined by UCO senior quarterback Chandler Garrett. Chandler, thank you for taking the time to talk to me tonight. Um, Could you start out by telling the listeners a little bit about yourself? Uh, yeah, so, uh, 23 years old, I've been at UCO for, uh, four years now, I graduated from Mustang High School in 2016, 
I went to Wyoming out of high school and transferred. Uh, came to UC, back home to UCO. I'm the oldest of nine kids. I'm a business management major, and uh, I graduate in the fall, and I'm looking forward to finishing out of my uh, last season here as a UCO Bronco. Uh, so you just mentioned you had nine siblings. How was that? How was what? What was that like growing up with eight other siblings? So I am the oldest of five biological, and then uh, this past year we adopted. My family adopted three uh, siblings, and we're in the process of adopting another. So uh, growing up. Uh, there wasn't really ever any quiet time, and now with uh, all the stuff that's going on in the world today, uh, I was back home this past week, and nine kids running around. Plus, <laughs> <laughs> we have not, we have four dogs, so it, it, there's always some entertainment. Um, <laughs> I can only imagine. Uh, okay, so when 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 did you first start playing football? Uh, so I grew up in Chicago, Oklahoma, and I started playing in uh, third grade. So that's where I first started actually playing uh, football. Um, and when did you realize that you could, you know, play at the collegiate level? Uh, probably say sixth grade, probably sixth, seventh grade is when I really started to, I was, I, Hit a growth spurt pretty quick. I was six foot, sixth grade, so I I fell in love with sports and football, and basketball, were my two big loves. So uh, I always liked to dream pretty big, and so I saw guys on TV and some of the older kids start out my high school, and I wanted to be like them. And I knew the end goal was trying to get my college paid for. So. Uh, so, so could you talk talk me through your initial recruiting process when you were um, when you were coming out of out of Mustang? What was that What was that process like talking to coaches and and just the overall recruiting process in general? Uh, it was a bit confusing and tiresome. Uh, so I committed to Wyoming. Um, it would have been the summer going into my junior year, I believe. It was pretty early. Uh, you might have to sight check me on that, but I know I committed to Wyoming very early in my process. Uh, my high school football coach actually played quarterback at Wyoming, Jeremy Dombeck, so had a couple connections there. and uh, Had a couple offers, nothing really any big, and uh, decided to go see what Wyoming had to offer, and uh, place for me I wasn't happy and uh, missed my family coming from a big family then having to drive 14 hours up to see me uh, and me having to drive down there on my little time off it just wasn't wasn't something I was willing to do for the next five years so I packed my bags and headed back home and landed at UCO. So when you decided to transfer how how did you decide on UCO because there's a there's a lot of State schools. So, what 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 made you decide that you wanted to become a UCO Bronco? Uh, so at Wyoming, I was behind uh, Josh Allen. He's now the quarterback for the Buffalo Bills, and uh, I wasn't 
obviously wasn't getting any playing time up there and I knew that I didn't want to go and transfer somewhere where I'd have to sit out another year that was the biggest deal and I just wanted to get on the field and be able to play right away and going from a D1 to a D2 that allowed me to do that so uh, that's kind of what factored into my decision along with UCO and Coach Bobek and uh, his whole staff um, and Evans a great place it's close to home and I was going to get a good education, so that's kind of what factored into my decision. Um, okay, so when your, your first year at UCO, you, you, you played behind Chad Stout. I know you were used in that uh, short yardage package. Uh, what was it like playing with Chad Stout, one of the one of the all-time greats at UCO, and what were you able to learn from him? Uh, Chaz, I mean, he's, uh, he's definitely one of a kind, and Everyone knows his accomplishments on the field, but off the field, I mean, he's just top notch. I think you can see that in his uh, career that he's doing now. He's now a scout for the Baltimore Ravens and making a name for himself. Uh, he's really, he really taught me a whole lot, and uh, we still talk a little bit here and there today. But just seeing how he goes and handles the business, and he's just a person that you you want to surround yourself around. Okay, so the following season, he graduates. Uh, you and, and you, Keats, and, and, and Will are all competing for the starting job. What was that? What was that competition uh, like? Uh, and once again, I don't know if it's something about Oklahomans or just the guys Coach both had bring into the program, but uh, those two guys, uh, yeah, they're my best some of my best friends. I mean, we competed off on the field, but I mean, off the field, we generally want, wanted the best for each other. And, uh, we, I mean, we all text and Snapchat, hang out. I mean, we're, we're, we're all boys and we know that it's a competition, but at the end of the day, we're all just trying to win football games. So, uh, there's no bad blood or anything like that. Uh, so Keats gets hurt in the Lindenwood game. You come off the bench, I think, throw for a couple of touchdowns. Uh, what what is it like when you when you preparing as as the backup and then you kind of thrust into there uh, and you kind of have to see it through and try to lead your team to a to a win. Uh, it's, a, it's a little bit nerve wracking, but I mean that's that's what I, that's what I like to do. I mean not. Sometimes when the pressure really high, you just have to rise to the expectation, rise to the occasion, and uh, just play ball. I mean, it's like you're back in third grade playing football again. After after the nerves go away and you take your first hit, I mean, you're just back in the backyard playing ball. So uh, it's a little bit nerve-wracking, but once you're in the moment, uh, you don't even think about it. You just go out there and try to perform to the best of your ability. So you so you get to win against Lindenwood. The following week, you play number four, Northwest Missouri State. It is your first career start. Just talk me through what was your what was your mindset going into it? Uh, were there any nerves? And then once you all pretty much had a resounding win there, what what was the feeling like for you after the game? Uh, after the game, it was. Uh, uh, I was extremely happy. I, I don't know if I felt like that playing ball. Just I haven't felt like that since high school in those two years. 
Wyoming and then playing behind Chaz. Uh, me being a competitor, I obviously wanted to be on the field, and I wasn't able to do that as much those two years. And then finally, just being out, able to go out there and play ball and get a big win for the university. I mean, there really wasn't a feeling like it. Northwest being the powerhouse that they are in our conference, and the game wasn't, I mean, we beat them pretty handily. It wasn't even really close, so that was a good football game, and that's a lot of the game planning. Uh, Coach Hood and Coach Bobek and Holland and Jackson, they all just drew up a great game plan, and uh, we just went out there and executed it. Uh, now the, the 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 following week, I know you all you all lost to Fort Hayes. Just describe to me what is it like? I, I get kind of kind of uh, riding the highs and lows, but at, you know, as, as a quarterback, it's, it's kind of the the uh, leader. The you know the, um, what how how hard is it? I guess to kind of you know keep keep the um, keep the morale up, kind of after that you know high and low you all had. Uh, in those couple of games, um, that was it was definitely rough. Um, something that also happened that season was uh, Derek Locksman's injury and accident. Um, that's those. I know that that happened the week before Lindenwood and then going into Northwest Missouri. Uh, D Lock's been my roommate since I've pretty much been at UCL. He's also one of my best friends, and him having to go through that, I just knew that. Uh, I, I knew I wanted to win the football game, but at the end of the day, uh, I also had a buddy that was in the hospital fighting for his life. So, and uh, I mean, it might not have been for his life, but we didn't know how how uh, the infections were and how the amputation was going to go. And uh, I know he was pretty shocked about the whole situation so that was something that was also going on during the season and uh, that just offered perspective for me uh, I know right after that Northwest game I called him and uh, just wanted to tell him how much I loved him and uh, he was watching the game online and listening on the radio so but that whole season I mean it was pretty much perspective and a lot of the guys knew that too once we beat Northwest there was a lot of, uh, we were all excited, and I just don't think we really knew what it took to be a great team in MIAA. It's a tough conference, and people are going to be getting for you every week. And you got to be able to play and on the road and in tough environments. You, you have to be one unit, and you can't just go off what you did last week or last year. You have to bring it every Saturday, so... Uh, I believe you all went, I think, what, what, like six and one down the shreds there? Or what What was that? I mean, I, I feel like, I, I imagine once the wins kind of started to pile up, it, it, it kind of had to had to feel good after the shaky start. What What was that? What was that like? Uh, it's kind of, the, uh, like you said, after that Fort Hayes win, we got back on track, and that was uh, just a lot to do with the coaches and us just executing game plans. Um, that's pretty much all there was to it. And especially that bowl win that we had. Just in the shout, that's one of the funnest games we've been a part of down in Corsicana. Uh, a lot of people were kind of writing us off. And we ended up storming back and getting the W. So that was a really good feeling. 
Yeah, I had to ask about that when when, when I brought O'Shea on last year, and I asked him about that. He he said he said you all wanted to win it for the seniors, but what what was that? Uh, what what was the locker room like? I mean, you guys kind of had that monster right? I think scored like four touchdowns in the fourth quarter. What what was that like after the game? And then what was that fourth quarter like? Because it seemed like everything started just clicking at one time. And uh, you all were able to, you know, pull off the, the uh, comeback. Yeah. Um, I mean, we knew that we were never really out of the game. It's just a lot of our plays just weren't working at the time. And once that fourth quarter happened, we ended up getting some of the right coverages. And Will and Jess and a lot of the other guys, Dustin, they all just came through and ended up uh, making a couple plays for us down the stretch. Defense bowed the neck and um, made some crucial stops. And we just did what we had to do. It was uh, definitely a heck of a game, one that I like to go back to rewatch here and there, and kind of just kind of see how we ended up stringing it, uh, stringing the comeback together. Okay, so fast forward to this past season. Um, I want to take you to the Washburn game. You 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 let a pre. Pretty clutch game-winning drive there towards the end to allow uh, Alex Riddle to hit the game-winning field goal. You just walk me through, I guess, like the, the the pressure of the drive, and then how you were able to you know, pull that off in the in the waning minutes of a, of a very close football game. Yeah, Washburn was a very frustrating game. I know uh, we played Missouri Western the week before. And as an offense, you know, we had a pretty good game. And then we come to Washburn, and, uh, we just, nothing seemed to be clicking. We were off, off schedule a lot of the time, and uh, just weren't able to execute. But fourth quarter rolls around, and we're able to make a couple plays. Uh, and Rocky gets out on the field and knocks it between the uprights. And that's very clutch with him. He's one of the best kickers in the country, so that's what we expected him to do. Uh, then towards the end of the season, you had that like great three-game stretch there, especially against uh, Missouri Southern, where you set the record for most rushing yards in the game by a quarterback and most total yards in the game, breaking Chaz's record. Uh, what was that feeling like, and... What what was what was rolling for you during that three game stretch? Because you seemed like almost you could do almost no wrong there. So what what was working in that three game stretch? Uh, re- really, I met, I made a lot of plays with my legs and uh, just try to be an athlete out there. Uh, something wasn't there. Just try to make something happen. And- a lot of that goes to the guys around me. I mean, I'm not out there doing it myself. Uh, the guys up front, the guys catching and running the ball, they're just calling the plays. So I just try to go out there, win the ball game for us. Um, and I didn't even know I broke those records, to be honest with you, until after the game. I know I told you that uh, after it happened, but I was just out there playing ball, just trying to get it done out there. So. I also remember you mentioned to uh, James D. Jackson and I that the offensive line played a big part of that. What can you say about that offensive line unit that really uh, helps open those holes for you to, you know, run and gain those yards? Yeah, I mean, offensive line, they never get 
the credit they deserve. Uh, they don't ever get to touch the ball. I mean, they're, they're literally one unit on the field that all has to be on schedule. They're not doing their job. It's hard for anybody else to do their job. So, and then Coach Bobek, he's coached the line. I know he's transferring to quarterbacks now, but he's always, he's always done a good job. And, uh, Good job recruiting and gets the right guys in there at the show line. I mean, they, you know, one thing's for sure, they're always going to give their best to uh, get the job done. Uh, now, I know you did not play in the Northeastern State game, but I, what, I mean, you guys poured it on them, I think, 82 to 14. What, what, uh, what did that mean to send the seniors off with that resounding win uh, in, a, in a rivalry game? Yeah, uh, I mean, it's very big. Uh, we definitely want to send the seniors off with the win in Watford Stadium. Uh, it's a place that's all special to us football players and other fans. And everyone comes and watches us a couple times a year, but we spend countless hours out there, and uh, it's a special place. And we definitely want to end it on the right note, be able to beat those guys. Uh, from college ball, that's always a good feeling. Okay, so fast forward to this coming season. What are your goals uh, for your last season in a UCL uniform? Uh, so I'm making a position change. I'm going to be playing a more of a, a, an athlete role, whether that be tight end, quarterback, a little bit of receiver. We're going to kind of see what happens. We're going to kind of take the spring to spring football to see where exactly that place would be but with how this whole uh, coronavirus deal is playing out we have, we're not able to practice spring ball we don't know uh, if it'll be the summer or if it'll be the fall so we're still trying to get a plan together but obviously we want to go out there and uh, try to win every ball game and see if we can get a national championship uh, but that's going to start uh, it's, a, it's already started with the work we put in, in the spring and Coach Nelson been grinding us and getting us ready and uh, sending us workouts even to do at home and all sorts of stuff. So we're taking this, taking the virus, uh, not at the break, but a chance to grow and kind of separate ourselves from the other people in the MIAA. Uh, now, now, I know there, there has been some uh, changing and shifting. So what what was the early part um, of the spring, the, the, the few opportunities you all had uh, what was that? What was that like? So, uh, so, so, so far, given the you know amount of, of, of changes, uh, with the with the coronavirus. Well, like jet, like like I I know you all had had some had some like some, some coaching changes and, and whatnot. So I'm wondering like how how is that going as far as the um, I guess the, the the kind of chemistry, the filling out process, all all all, all of all of that. Oh yeah, it's a, we definitely lost uh, a couple coaches, but Coach Bobek's done a great job of hiring some good guys and uh, got a new C- DC and Coach Landry and new running backs coach and kind of move some position coaches around, so we're ready to get this thing rolling and they all seem like great guys and we get fun and some, uh, a good group of freshmen and we have some Juco guys that so we're ready. I mean, we're very excited about this upcoming year. 
So after this season, I guess what 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 would be next in the life of Chandler Garrett? Uh, that's a good question. I I'm graduate here in the fall and uh, kind of see what my options are, and I'll be graduating with a business management degree, and that's a pretty broad degree. I don't know if I'll be going to coaching or what life holds for me. It's something I'm going to have to think about, talk to my family with, pray about it, uh, see what my next steps are. Um, my, my final question for you is, what is your favorite football memory? My favorite football memory, hmm. I'd have to say, <laughs> in, in third grade, my, I remember my first touchdown, and uh, it was a fake 24, fake uh, 24 ISO uh, 19 bootleg, and I remember I go and I score a touchdown, and as I score a touchdown, I see the girl that I kind of had a crush on in third grade that was in my class. I see her at the back of the end zone. She's watching for the concession stand. And I'll never forget, <laughs> forget that moment. So that's probably one of my favorite football memories. Well, Chandler, I thank you for taking the time this evening to talk to me. Uh, really, really appreciate it. I ha- did not know for the longest uh, that you were a fan of the podcast and you told me after the Missouri Southern game. Uh, so I'm really glad that you like the, like the content. And uh, I'm wishing you all the best this season. Hopefully, whenever it lets up, you all are able to resume and, and, and practice and that everything goes well and you have a great end to your football career. I appreciate you having me on. Uh, appreciate all the coverage you do for UCL and all the sports, or the not just football, but all UCL athletics do a great job and keep up the good work and roll shows. Well, thank you. I appreciate it, Chandler. So again, I want to thank Chandler again for taking the time to talk to me. Uh, very, very insightful, insightful interview. Uh, I also noted, he noted that he'll be playing a variety of roles this season. Uh, I know he mentioned some quarterbacks and running back. Uh, so, I mean, not running back, some receiver. Uh, so, I'm really curious to see here how his skill set is utilized because, uh, again, as we saw down the stretch last season, was an absolute force. Uh, kind of willed the team to win there at times. So I'm really excited to see this team again if you listen to the signing day special. Uh, heck of a class, a heck of a class coming in. I mean, I, especially on the defensive front, uh, a lot a lot of guys that I feel like could make a really early, early, early impact there. They brought in some quality junior college transfers too. A couple of four-year transfers. I know they had a guy from UTEP and a guy from Kansas, as well as a um, defensive lineman out of Texas A&M Conference. So, really, really excited here for UCL. I know, I know, last year it kind of fell short of everybody's uh, expectations, but I was proud of the way that they fought there, and uh, you know, won. I think was three out of the last four games. So. Uh, again, I'm looking forward to it. Again, I want to thank Chandler. But if you all are new here, again, welcome. Uh, if you're listening on Spotify, every single episode has been re-edited. 
I can believe me, it was very, very, very rough. And you'll know here, this was a very humble beginnings. Uh, this podcast literally started in my room on my bed. Uh, just bare bones. We had an instrumental. We had a sound effect. We had another instrumental. And it literally was hit record, talk, hit stop, add the instrumental, add the sound effect, add the instrumental, fade in, fade out, export. We It has grown immensely since that time back on 2018. Uh, and of course the quality has now improved. So I went back and edited the older ones to the best of my ability. Uh, so again, if, if you are new, I encourage you all to look at all the episodes, all the specials, uh, and hopefully it'll encourage you all to get out to a UCL Broncos game. It's quality football. Uh, head coach Nick Bobek, um, again, is, is always a joy, a joy to talk to there. So, again, I'm just look, looking looking forward to it. But, you know, also, again, if you are new here, welcome. Uh, and if you, if you are liking the content here, um, we also have another podcast called Smooth, called Smooth Sports. Uh, where I talk to various people in the sporting world, players, coaches, other media members. We have a couple episodes already up with former UCO and current Valdosta State defensive alignment, Corey Brown Jr., and then with uh, sports with Aaliyah founder, Aaliyah Funchell. So I encourage you to check them out too. They're also on Spotify. That is already up on iTunes and it's also on Report.com. Again, this show show should be up on iTunes fairly shortly. It, it is a long process to get it on there. We will get it on there. And I hope you enjoyed this. So again, um, hope you back soon here with a couple more um, one-on-one specials here. I'm, I'm going to have a lot of time off. Uh, so... Hope to talk to you all soon. My name is Jonathan Goodo. I'll talk to you all later.